It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Connection Revealed, Part 22. September 22nd. 2063. Forest near Safe House. Fire Blue Territory. North American Province. 4.30 p.m. local time. Benjamin fixed the last of the cables and waited for the green light to start blinking. Done, he mumbled as he wiped his grimy hands on a towel from home. He hated getting his hands dirty. His boss, Nydia, joined him by the portable satellite. How's the connection? It should be fine. Benjamin responded curtly, wondering why she was asking something she could check herself. I'll let the other team know, Nydia said and headed towards the car. What about the prisoners? Benjamin called out after her. They're not prisoners, Nydia yelled over her shoulder. They'll get their tablets for an hour after I give the go-ahead. <sighs> okay, then. Benjamin sighed and examined his dirty hands. He couldn't wait to leave here and return to the city. Connecting. Connection established. Downloading. Sent. September 20th, 2063, 11.50 p.m. From Denise Corcoran to Jade Turner. Subject. No subject. Jade, I did what you wanted and went out to the measurement stations for some extra tests. This time, I had some of the same problems as you did. We'll have to wait and see what the boss thinks before we take any further steps. It looks like this is going to become a bigger issue than either of us can handle. Denise. Sent. September 21st, 2063. 1.30 a.m. From Marissa Henry to Jay Turner. Subject. Hold. Jade, you should have contacted me sooner. We'll discuss later. I am taking over. Send me all the data you have. Keep it confidential. Do not discuss or involve anyone else, especially at the base. Do not visit other measurement stations. Stay put and wait for my word. Be ready to leave when I contact you again. 
M. Jade's frown deepened as she read the message from the global team lead. This was not what she had expected. She ran her hand through her hair as she attempted to comprehend the ramifications. Her boss had commanded her to stop investigating. Why? On what planet was that a viable option? If Marissa had another team ready to go out and try to uncover what was occurring with the battery cells, this might have been logical. But Marissa didn't. At least not that Jade was aware of. To make matters worse, Marissa was summoning her to the headquarters in Washington, D.C. That had never happened before. It couldn't be good. Was Jade about to lose her job? Her throat grew tight. She had done what she thought was necessary. Why then was her superior so upset with her? And how was she supposed to let all of this go after everything she had discovered? Who would fix the problem? Certainly not anyone sitting at a desk like Marissa. A sense of resistance began to grow within Jade's chest. The tips of her ears tingled with anticipation. They had a habit of doing so whenever she was about to make an audacious move. She looked up from her tablet to observe what Michelle was doing. The commander shook her head as she read her messages, her eyes moving rapidly back and forth. Some of her blonde strands stuck to the side of her head. Jade stopped herself from blurting out what she was thinking. From now on, she would have to consider her words very carefully. Downloading. Sent. September 21st, 2063, 3.30 a.m. From Ben Garcia to Michelle Becker. Subject. No subject. I'm still inside their network and they haven't noticed yet. The algorithm works. Their encryption was relatively weak. There are reports of activity at the border. It seems a team is out there spotting one of our pods. Please advise on next steps. Sent, September 21st, 2063, 10.30 a.m. From Chris Vendy, assistant to Michelle Becker. To Michelle Becker. Subject, check in. Commander, I have not heard from you. I know you instructed me to wait for your orders even if you went offline for a few hours, but it has been almost 24 hours now. Please advise on how to proceed. Sergeant Strand's team still has not found the cause of the power outage. You might want to pay them a visit immediately upon your return. The lights are still flickering now and then. I think your presence here is needed urgently. Please get in touch as soon as you can. Sent, September 21st, 2063, 11.30 a.m. From Ben Garcia to Michelle Becker. Subject, no subject. There's a rumor that you are missing in action. They are keeping a tight lid on any information, but since you are no longer responding, I am not sure what to do. Please advise urgently. Sent, September 21st, 2063, 1.30 p.m. From Chris Vendy, assistant to Michelle Becker, to Michelle Becker. Subject, urgent. Commander, I have yet to hear from you. 
Explaining your absence is becoming increasingly difficult. I can no longer delay notifying the second-in-command. The power went out again for an entire minute. Sent. September 21st, 2063. 9.30 p.m. From Chris Vendy, assistant to Michelle Becker. To Michelle Becker. Subject, second-in-command. Second-in-command took over. You know how he is. I'm mostly out of the loop. He's sending a team into the desert tomorrow morning to come find you. Michelle clenched her teeth. She knew that her second-in-command would take over as soon as he realized she was missing. That was protocol, after all. Still, she didn't like to relinquish power, and it infuriated her that her absence had been discovered. She fought the urge to blame her assistant, Chris. She knew that her lack of connection had been the true issue. Her assistant could only pretend Michelle was in the loop for so long. The new power outage had forced her assistant's hand. It had been a foolhardy plan to begin with, of course. Michelle should have informed her second-in-command as soon as she had decided to venture into the desert with Jade for 48 hours. But she had wanted to keep things hidden as much as possible, telling the guards at the gate to keep their mouths shut unless they wanted a transfer to a less cushy job. And what to make of the updates from Garcia? Michelle was elated that he still had access to the Fireblue Network. It had one immense drawback, too. Garcia would most probably know that Michelle was in Fireblue territory now. And who knew what else the rebels were communicating? Garcia would be reading all of it. The man would know too much. She might have to transfer him to some place far away after all this. Maybe even prison where he didn't have access to anyone else. For now, though, Michelle had to find a way to take advantage of having him inside the rebel network. She was about to start typing when she suddenly grew uneasy. She looked up and saw Jade staring at her. The scientist's big Bambi eyes looked distressed. Something had upset her. Michelle forced herself to look back down at her tablet. Spending all this time together in such close proximity was pushing buttons that Michelle usually didn't allow to be pushed. She was sure Jade had sensed it and was purposely goading her on. To Michelle's surprise, she was going along with it, flirting back and enjoying it. With a sense of urgency, Michelle started typing. Sent. September 22nd, 2063, 4.50 p.m. From Michelle Becker to Chris Vendy. Subject, no subject. Order second in command to stand down with the search party. Inform him that I encountered an unexpected obstacle while on a top secret mission. I need more time. Instruct him to take over the daily management of the base. Ensure you stay in the loop with Sergeant Strand. Sent. September 22nd, 2063. 4.55 p.m. From Michelle Becker to Ben Garcia. Subject. No subject. I am not missing in action. Please keep everything between us top secret as instructed earlier. Apply algorithm to communication regarding me and... Jade Turner. Also conduct a full background check on Turner. I need to know everything about her ASAP. 
Jade bit the inside of her cheek, weighing her options. If they returned to their pod in the morning, they'd have to go back to the base. There was no way they could make it to the next measurement station instead. The rebels would be keeping a close watch on them. Moreover, there might already be a rescue party at the pod, ready to escort them home. No, it would be better for them to find a way to stay here. At least here, she could analyze the data that she had already collected. But for that, she needed her tablet and a connection, both of which were about to be taken from her by Lucas, who had only given them one hour to download and send messages. What if Jade asked Lucas, the Fireblue leader, for help? What if she said she was a refugee and had information that the Global Coalition did not want her to have? Lucas would surely be interested in granting Jade permission to stay here, but how much would Jade have to share in return? Of course, Michelle would never allow it. The commander would undoubtedly consider these actions to be treason. Jade would need to find a way to do this behind Michelle's back, or come up with a plan that could convince the commander to follow her lead, both of which seemed impossible at the moment. Jade's stomach churned as she thought, first things first, I need to make sure someone knows where I am in case I disappear. Sunt, September 22nd, 2063, 5.15 p.m. From Jade Turner to Ben Garcia. Subject, Trippin. Hey, Ben. Remember how we talked about that trip into the desert I wanted to take someday? I told you I really wanted to get out of my comfort zone and go beyond what I thought was my own limit. Well, unexpectedly, I am on that trip now. I really wish I could share more of it with you. I think you would absolutely love it here. My watch is broken and I have almost no connection here, so I can't send you pictures or videos. If you could read my health chip, I bet you'd see some crazy data. I have no idea when I'll be back. I've run into some challenges here that I don't fully understand yet. No need to worry. I'm in good company. I even met the mayor here. I can't wait to tell you all about it. Until then, I guess I'll have to see if I can find you an old school postcard like they did way back in the day. Jade. September 22nd, 2063. Forest near Safe House. Fire Blue Territory. North American Province, 5.35 p.m. Local time. Did we get it all? Nydia asked. I shut down the connection as instructed. We downloaded everything, yeah, Benjamin said, scrolling through the list of transmissions on his screen. All right, his boss sighed. Mission accomplished. It may not do as much good, though, Benjamin said, wiping off his forehead with his sleeve. That encryption will take us years to crack. Nydia eyed him for a long moment. Not exactly team spirit there, Benjamin. If the president says this data is important, it's important. He straightened and gestured at the forest around him. Look, I was on a trip with my wife and kids when I got called in. You knew you were on call, Nydia said, though her face was still sympathetic. Yes, and this is the first time I get called in since I started this job. 
so excuse me for getting used to spending some time with my family. Plus, I hate the forest. Nydia chuckled. <laughs> Not a boy scout? Benjamin shook his head. Always been a geek. Let's just send this stuff to the team back at the city. Submit our report to the secretary and president and get out of here. This was Connection Revealed, Part 22. Thank you to everyone who supports this podcast by being a patron or sending direct gifts. I was able to create this episode because of your help. I did a lot of thinking in France, and I will be making some changes this summer to give this podcast a better chance at a long-term future and to bring more value to my patrons. Over the years, I've always refused to implement ads on the podcast feed, I don't like the idea of selling your time. I just no longer see a way around it. Patrons will soon get the option of accessing the podcast in a different way, so they can always listen ad-free. There will be some other changes, and I will share more about that in the coming weeks. I think for patrons, it will be exciting. And I am excited about it. And hopeful. Because surviving as a small indie podcast... It's a struggle, to be honest. And uh, yeah, I want to give this, I guess, one more big try. All right, that is all for this week, my wonderful fellow romantics. Thank you for spending this time with me. I will see you again in the next episode. Until then, be kind to yourself. <laughs>